Hey everyone, I'm Heather, one of the Youth Services Librarians at Heartland's Chromium Library, and I'm here with Grace, one of our Adult Services Librarians, and Megan, the Adult Services Manager, to share some book recommendations with you. So today, um, we're going to talk about questions pertaining to books that are light, funny, make you feel good, and we're going to share some of our favorites. So we will go ahead and dive in. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Totally ready, yes. Awesome. So the patron question is, I want something light and happy. What do you recommend? When you get a question like this, how do you feel? Is this sort of book in your personal reading wheelhouse or is it wildly outside of your wheelhouse? Okay, I'll go because this one is always um, a panic moment for me um, because my idea of light and fluffy is not something that matches most people's because I read so much heavy, dark stuff. Um, my idea of light and fluffy is slightly less dark and slightly less heavy. So um, <laughs> I have a panic every single time someone asks me for something light because that's just not what I typically read. But then I, you know, I remember like, hey, you're a librarian, you know how to find this out. So then I'm able to do a quick search run around frantically around the library, finding things that jump out at me. And um, I pass those along. But for me personally, it is not something I normally read. So this is a very difficult question for me. For me, I'll say I, I typically read um, like a lot of like very dark, very violent mystery and horror. Um, but I try to space those out with like, something feel good in between. So I feel okay about these. Um, I think also even what I, if I, if I don't personally read a genre, like doing the fiction and mystery book clubs and buying for those collections has helped like put a lot of those titles on my radar. Um, even if they're not ones I'm personally familiar with. Um, and to me, like, I wouldn't say that light and fluffy is super in my wheelhouse, but warm and fuzzy, like feel good definitely is. So I feel, feel fairly confident about these. <laughs> Whenever I get this question, I often feel like a deer in headlights. I'm like you guys, I tend to read really dark things with heavy subject matter, like give me some good trauma fiction any day and I am a happy camper. Um, so this one is definitely outside of my wheelhouse and it's something I always really need to reflect on as well. Every once in a while, I do read what I call like a palate cleanser book um, to, you know, break up the heaviness. But um, yeah, this one is definitely a tricky one for me too. So we'll move into book recommendations and let's say they're looking for something that's just total brain candy. Um, fluffy books that are super delicious and you feel like you're eating cotton candy, what would you recommend to them? Um, I'll go ahead and go with that one. So one of my favorites for um, pretty fluffy stuff that turns out okay is um, Jenny Colgan. She generally writes about like Scottish hunks and bakeries and bookshops. So um, totally, totally easy reads. Um, there's a little drama thrown in, um, but generally she's got a pretty solid um, way of writing that keeps you engaged. And you don't have to worry too much because, I mean, 
when you're reading about Scottish hunks in bakeries and bookshops, it's going to be okay. Um, I also really like um, Mary Janice Davidson. Um, so <laughs> I'm totally embarrassed of this book, but also I recommend it to people because it is like total junk for me. Um, it's called Bears Behaving Badly, which I've told both of you about in the past, I'm sure. Um, it's a paranormal romance with um, shapeshifters, which you'll see as a theme throughout this podcast for me. Um, I know they're not real, so I guess it's a lot easier for me to um, just, you know, turn off my brain and read them. But um, the, the book that got me started with um, Mary Janice Davidson was Undead and Unwed, and it is a series of books that is ridiculously stupidly funny and um, pretty light. Like you're not gonna get anything of substance in this series. So um, Betsy wakes up in a morgue in a cheap pink suit and she's totally not feeling it. Um, she's undead and has no idea why at first and is surprised to find that all the other vampires around her think that she's like the next queen of the vampires or something. Um, so it's like really goofy, which doesn't sound so goofy, but it is extremely funny and just light all the way through the series. Um, and then another that I really have enjoyed is like Rachel Cohn and David Levithan write some um, YA fiction that are romances. Um, one in particular is Dash and Lily's Book of Dares, which I think Netflix just recently made into um, either a movie or a series. And they're just cute romances with fun, fun characters. So for me, that is like my junk food. Um, but it's like I said, it, I tend to turn toward um, things that are dark and shapeshifters falls into that category apparently, along with vampires. So yeah, that's what, what I usually would recommend to people. Um, I will second Jenny Colgan. Um, for me, her books tend to follow a pretty familiar story arc, which I don't think is a bad thing. Part of like um, what makes a book comforting to me is knowing what to expect. So I really like that. Um, some other kind of standards in the fluffy delicious category um, are Sophie Kinsella, Lauren Weisberger, and Janet Ivanovich. Um, but Jenny Colgan is definitely top <laughs> of my list as well. <laughs> She's a good one. I recommend her to everyone. Yeah, I um, so I just finished up my year working with my award committee for um, middle grade titles. And I think Grace was on desk, but I had to ask her, like, was it Jenny Colgan? Was that the one that you recommended for kind of light reading? And she said yes. So I grabbed the bookshop on the corner. And I'm about halfway through. It is a delight. <laughs> I love it so much. So I, I'm learning that recommendation for Jenny Colgan. Um, for tween readers, it's actually a little bit difficult sometimes to find the lighter reads because there's been so much great stuff published in middle grade lately, but it's, um, it's pretty heavy. But one of the newer books that I love is called Stand Up Yumi Chung by Jessica Kim. And it's about a girl who wants to be a stand-up comedian. Her parents want her to focus on academics, um, but she just randomly stumbles into this comedy camp one day, decides to hide it from her parents. And as you can imagine, calamity ensues. Um, it's really cute, really funny. Um, 
Gordon Corman is really great for that too. Um, Patterson's middle school series and something that's just kind of lighter but really engaging is um, Keeper of Lost Things by Shannon Messenger, which is great if you like kind of magic and things mixed in as well. And then for our teen readers, um, there's a couple options for them too. One of the ones that I love is a book called Pumpkin Heads by Rainbow Rowell. Um, it is super duper adorable and I was smiling literally the whole time I was reading it. Um, I also highly recommend the selection series by Kira Cass. Um, it's basically The Bachelor meets Dystopia and it's so much fun. They have like fancy dresses on the covers and stuff. Great. I recently read um, American Panda by Gloria Chow. Um, and the main character tries so hard to live up to her parents' expectations. And throughout the book, she finds out who she really is. It's really great and light and so many teens can relate to it. Um, and then just a couple more, The Princess Diaries by Meg Cabot. There's also a movie with that one, but just super sweet and super light. And um, What If It's Us by Adam Silvera and Becky Alberta is also a fabulous story featuring LGBTQ plus characters. And it's so light, fluffy and adorable. I just love it. All right, so switching gears slightly, um, what if they're looking for something funny? What would you recommend to them? Okay, I thought long and hard about this one. And my recommendations are not your standard recommendations. Um, I really liked Born a Crime by Trevor Noah, which had me laughing between the moments of heavy life experiences. It's his biography, um, really interesting about his life growing up. Um, Moving on to another one that I always turn to is Augustine Burroughs. If you have not read him, you are in for a wild ride. Um, he had such a crazy childhood and into his adulthood. Um, definitely very abnormal life experiences, but he's super duper funny about it. Um, you know, there's some sarcasm in there too. And if you think too hard about the things that he went through, it is fairly depressing. However, he presents them in ways that will always make you laugh. And I always feel like reading Augustine Burroughs leaves me realizing how absolutely normal and bland my life has been in comparison, which is actually a welcome revelation, I think. Um, because, you know, we all go through a lot of things in life. But if you read Augustine Burroughs, you will find that your life is so normal in comparison, which always makes me feel light and fluffy. Um, but the humor involved, like he's hilarious, absolutely hilarious. So I highly recommend reading his books. Um, another one that I, I actually read a couple years ago was, this one is one I'm almost ashamed to admit that like I recommend it to pretty much everyone, but it's called Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs by Caitlin Doughty. Um, she is a mortician who writes about death. And these are, this book in particular is questions submitted by children about death, which I know sounds incredibly, horribly depressing to read, but it is hilarious. So she covers all range of topics, like what happens if you um, die alone in your house and you only have a cat? Like that's the title of the book. Will my cat eat my eyeballs was a question that she was actually asked. And the answer is, not at first. They start with your cheeks because they're more fatty. So um, 
I know it's like disgusting, um, but this is an author that I adore. Um, she is a phenomenal writer and her answering of these kids' questions is just, it's absolutely hilarious, sometimes gross, um, but definitely an interesting read. She also has written some books that are not so funny. Um, one is called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, and that's about her first year working in a morgue. And another one is called, I, I think it's called Finding the Good Death, and it's um, like death rituals around the world, not your funny reads. Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs, however, I do highly recommend to everyone. Um, it's just, it's just so funny and there's great illustrations in it too. It's not necessarily a kid's book. It's more like an adult book for people who interact with kids. Um, and then let's see, who else do I have? Oh, Christopher Moore and Carl Hyacin and Tim Dorsey, all are funny. Um, Christopher Moore has, what a shock, vampire novels, um, but he's also a riot to read. And then Carl Hyacin and Tim Dorsey also, they are, uh, mystery writers that are really funny. And sometimes I swear they are the same person. I don't know, I have no actual proof of that, but they write so similarly and they write stories that are very close together. I think they all take place in Florida also. Um, but those are, those are my funny reads. Not your typical light and fluffy necessarily, but if you need a laugh, any of these, these books are gonna make you laugh. Awesome. Well, I will go next. Um, for humorous fiction, I always have a lot of fun with Nick Hornby. Um, High Fidelity is one of my favorites. It's about a breakup. So, you know, a little bit sad, but it's still hilarious. Um, Bridget Jones Diary is so funny if you're looking for a rom-com type of read. I don't always remember to look for nonfiction when I'm thinking light reading, but some of the funniest books I've ever read have been uh, David Sedaris, Me Talk Pretty One Day, um, Mindy Kaling's Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me, and of course Trevor Noah's Born a Crime, um, which I always have to recommend um, listening to the audiobook, which is narrated by Trevor Noah. So worth it. Um, so at times, you know, the authors are describing some pretty serious and painful events in their lives, but their voices are so humorous. You'll have a blast with any of those. I just love Mindy Kaling so much. <laughs> She's just so great. <laughs> um, so there are actually quite a few um, really funny series for elementary kids. Um, I definitely recommend, of course, Diary of a Wimpy Kid by Jeff Kinney. It's a classic, you know, like kids still love it. Um, they can still really relate to it. Um, the Strange Case of Origami Yoda by Tom Engelberger is also great and hilarious. Um, Big Nate by Lincoln Pierce is also wonderful. Um, there's an excellent book called Claudie, Elian alien, <laughs> cloddy, evil alien, warlord cat by Johnny Marino. And if the title alone doesn't make you laugh, like the content definitely will. Um, also got to recommend Stuart Gibbs. Um, he's excellent for elementary and middle grade readers. Um, our tween book club just read Space Case and they all loved it. They thought it was super hilarious. Um, moving into tween, there's this book called Better Nate Than Ever by Tim Fetterly. And it's about a boy who wants to audition for a Broadway show and the misadventures that ensue during this process are completely hilarious. 
Um, this might, this next one might seem a little bit odd, but a lot of the Rick Riordan imprint books are very funny. Um, Sal and Gabby Break the Universe is one of my favorites. And while it deals with some serious stuff too, it made me laugh out loud several times um, throughout the book. And then um, another recommendation for middle graders is Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales which is a graphic novel series that teaches young readers about historically significant events in American history. Um, I laugh so much reading the author's tongue-in-cheek comments. Um, it's just really, really awesome. Moving into teen, um, one of the ones that I love is Beauty Queens by Libba Bray. It's a dystopia that tells the story of 50 beauty queens who are headed to the Miss Teen Dream Pageant when disaster strikes their plane crashes on a desert island. It has humor, adventure, and it's really engaging. And it also discusses like some social commentary as well. Um, there's a delightful series called Croak by Gina, I think Dimeco is her last name, Gina Dimeco. And it's laugh out loud funny. Um, the main character Lex gets shipped off to live with relatives during the summer and discovers that her family is in an interesting, completely unexpected business. Um, they are Grim Reapers. So while we don't have it in our collection at Cromaine, um, it's something that we can place a hold on and get through interlibrary loan. And it's absolutely perfect if you like um, Neil Schusterman's Scythe series and aren't sure what to read next. Okay, so how about a romance? Do you guys have any good romance recommendations? Okay, I'm going to admit this one is super hard for me because I don't read traditional romance really very much at all. Um, so I usually like suspense and drama thrown in, um, but I will say my all-time favorite romance is Persuasion by Jane Austen always and forever my very favorite. It was my first Austin that I read and I will never forget it. And it gets a reread usually at least once a year um, and sometimes more often if time allows and my reading ability allows because um, reading the older English is a little difficult sometimes if you're not really feeling it. Um, so it's if you haven't read Austin before, it might be easier to start with an audiobook just to get used to the language. Um, so moving on, I would say Katie McAllister has some really fun romances. A lot of them are paranormal, um, but she writes really funny, um, really lighthearted things for the most part. So I really like her. Um, but then my romance ideas change um, and I lean toward like Patricia Briggs who has a series called Mercy Thompson. Mercy Thompson is a mechanic and she finds out that she is I think they just call it a walker or a skinwalker, and she can change into a coyote at will. And she finds out that her boss is a gremlin. Yes, a gremlin, not like the cute and fuzzy gremlin, but like, you know, angry villainous gremlin. And her next door neighbor is a werewolf. And there's a love story in there um, amongst all of the other drama and action, because I think they're, they can be a little violent. A lot of my recommends are going to be um, a little more adult than some people are accustomed to or are comfortable with. So I'm going to give that little heads up right now that a lot of my recommendations are going to be um, spicy. Let's put it that way. 
Um, so some others that I really like um, in the paranormal romance realm are Karen Marie Monin, often have like vampires and time travelers. Um, Charlene Harris, who wrote the True Blood series. It's not called True Blood, I don't think, in real life, but the, the actual show that they created out of it, which is pretty much nothing like the books. Um, Charlene Harris is pretty funny. Um, a good romance, I think, if you're into vampires and werewolves. Um, apparently, that's my thing. Um, Kim Harrison, Janine Frost, Ilana Andrews. Um, but again, yeah, many of the paranormal romances are going to be a little spicier than some readers are comfortable with. But those are my, my favorite um, romances, not your traditional romances, aside from Jane Austen. Awesome, I love that. Um, I, I can totally get on board with the paranormal romances as well. <laughs> um, so on my list, I've got the Virgin River series by Robin Carr, um, which I think I throw out every time we have a podcast, I find a way to just <laughs> throw in a plug for that. Um, she's really great at creating a small town cast of characters that um, over time will come to feel like friends, which back to the comforting part of feel good reads to me um, is something that really appeals. Um, everybody finds love in the end, um, so that's always nice. Beach Read by Emily Henry um, was a fabulous romance that came out last year. I think it was on a bunch of bestseller lists. Um, the main character is a writer of romance books and finds herself living next door to a grumpy writer of serious literary fiction. Um, Meg Cabot writes for adults as well as YA. Um, no Judgments is a really fun romance. Um, I recently read by her. It takes place on an island as a hurricane hits and an unlikely pair teams up to rescue all of the pets of the island. Um, so I'd throw Meg Cabot into the mix as well for romance. So um, sometimes we do have middle grade readers that come in um, and are looking for something that's like a slight romance, but of course they want to keep it clean. <laughs> um, so we have a couple of books like that in the collection that just kind of feature first crushes and that sort of thing. And um, one of the ones that immediately springs to mind, especially with the mention of Jane Austen, is a book called The Next Great Jane by E.L. Going. And it features a girl named Jane who really wants to be an author. And she's super excited when an author comes into town. Sadly, the event is only open to adults. So naturally she sneaks in anyway. She meets this boy and they immediately despise each other. She comes to find out it's the author's son, shenanigans ensue. Um, it's a really great book for kids who love Jane Austen or just really like stories that focus on characters more than plot because there's definitely, um, it's a really character heavy, heavy story. There's also a really cute book series um, called Wish that features titles like Alpaca My Bags, Donut Go Breaking My Heart, and many others that were great for middle school readers. Um, the covers, I'm always just like, this looks like the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> and I want to read them immediately, like the moment we get them in. Um, for teen readers, Stephanie Perkins is one of my favorites. 
Um, her books are super easy to read, have great characters, and have really fun plots. I think Anna and the French Kiss might be my favorite. Um, it's about a girl named Anna who moves to Paris for school, meets new friends, and of course she meets a fella named St. Clair, and it's just so fantastic. I just love it. Um, Sarah Dessen is another really great one. There is sometimes a little bit of drama <laughs> like in her books or something heavy that the characters deal with, um, but there's always a super sweet romance and realistic characters that are really easy to root for. Um, to All the Boys I Loved Before by Jenny Han is super great too. And there's um, of course the Netflix movies as well, um, but it's just so great. And if you're not familiar with the story, um, the main character writes all of the boys she's ever loved a letter, but keeps them hidden in a box until her sibling decides to mail the letters. And of course, drama ensues. <laughs> um, it's just a really light, fantastic little romance. And then um, Miranda Keenly's Hundred Oaks series is also a really great choice. Um, most of her books center around sports too, and the romances are just completely adorable. Love them. All right, so what if readers don't mind a little bit of tension throughout, but they really want the book to um, have a happy ending? What would you recommend? For me, one of the authors I turn to for those um, mostly for the romantic suspense is um, Colleen Hoover. Not all of her books end super well, but a good chunk of them, you generally know what to expect. It's a lot of times boy and girl, well, man and woman, whatever, um, meet and they don't like each other. And it's how they overcome that and fall in love um, with some drama and some suspense thrown in. Not, like I said, not all of them are happy endings, but a good chunk are. I also like a lot of the Renee Carlino books for the same reason. Um, she often has some sort of issue um, throughout the story that resolves pretty well in the, the end. Um, and then my very non-traditional picket for this category um, is the Laurel Hamilton, um, Anita Blake, Blake, not Blake, Blake Vampire Hunter series. Um, there's like 25 books in the series. So when I go back and reread them, I know that all the crazy stuff that happens throughout is going to be just fine because there's 25 books in the series. So to me, that's a way that I can kind of shut off my brain and um, just enjoy the ride. Um, but definitely um, that series does not start out as a very adult series, but it quickly progresses by I think like the third or fourth book in the series. Um, and then it gets pretty spicy after that. But the character is great for the most part. She can drive you a little crazy because she's so indecisive about who she actually loves. And there's a vampire and a werewolf in her love triangle, which is an ongoing theme again in my reading life. Um, but that's, for me, that's in a way a happily ever after because I know that with so many books in the series, I don't have to worry, she's gonna, she's gonna make it. All right. Um, so for me, I actually feel like most of the books that I named could fit into this category, um, but I will throw in a few more. Um, I recently read uh, Stitch in Time by Kelly Armstrong. It is a Victorian era romance with time travel and ghosts. So that is delightful. 
Um, obviously, there's some drama, but spoilers, pretty happy ending. <laughs> um, so if you if you like drama and intrigue, but not anything that gets too, too dark, um, you might also be interested in cozy mysteries. I don't read them myself, um, but I know they're really popular in our, our service area. Um, some of the big names in this genre are Rita Mae Brown, Laura Childs, Joanne Fluke, and Donna Andrews. There are a ton more. Um, they have a lot of really fun themes that often will carry throughout the series. Um, they usually have puns in their titles. Um, so if you're a person that likes mystery but doesn't necessarily um, want it to get too bloody, um, too serious, you like some humor, I would check those out too. So for our younger set, um, our elementary readers, I actually have a lot of animal book recommendations. Um, one of the ones that I love is called Letty Out Loud by Angela Cervantes. Um, it's just so cute. It's perfect for animal lovers. Um, Harvey Comes Home by Colleen Nelson. Um, Harvey Gets Lost. Um, so it, there's like some tension, but it does end happily. Um, Saucy by Cynthia Catahota is really great. It has this adorable little pig named Saucy on the cover. Um, I just, I love that book. It's a newer book. Um, and Bob by Wendy Moss and Rebecca Stead is also really, really great. We have some graphic novels too that are perfect for this. Um, one of the ones I love is Roller Girl by Victoria Jameson. Um, that one focuses on roller derby. Um, Rana Telgemeier is really great for this too. She's very popular. Um, drama in particular is a really good one. A newer title um, is Twins by Varian Johnson. The twins are just starting sixth grade. And while they've always done everything together, they kind of decide they want to like branch out from each other. And some tension occurs when um, they both decide they want to run for class president. Just not good times. Um, for tweens, Tonight Owl from Dogfish by Holly Goldberg Sloan is really, really great. It's basically um, like a retelling of The Parent Trap, but it's two dads instead of a mom and a dad. So it's just a really um, sweet book. And I have to um, talk about Remy Lai. Um, she wrote Fly on the Wall and Pie in the Sky, and both are just so cute. Fly on the Wall, um, the main character is really upset that his um, family isn't taking a trip to see their dad during the school break. Um, and he decides he wants to be independent because he's not a baby, he's 12 years old. So he decides he's gonna take the trip himself, but he didn't tell anybody that he's gonna do that. So um, as you can imagine, <laughs> there's, there's some shenanigans. Um, and for teen readers, I've been hearing a lot of buzz about Emma Lord's tweet cute. And while I haven't read it yet, it sounds like it's going to fit the bill perfectly for this question. Um, there's tension, but a happily ever after too. Frankly in Love by David Yoon introduces readers to two characters who agree to fake date to keep their real love interest secret. Drama happens, um, but everything is resolved by the book's end. All right. So do you guys have any favorite books or authors that you consider light and fluffy? What do you tend to read when you need a break from the heavy stuff? 
All right, for me, um, from my personal reading, I tend to go back to books I've read before uh, whenever I need sort of a mental vacation. Uh, the books aren't always the lightest in substance, but I know how they end, so I'm able to breeze through them uh, without having to worry if things are gonna be okay. Uh, one of my all-time favorites is a YA novel called The Sea of Tranquility by Katia Malay. Um, just a brief description. The book starts with um, an opening scene of a girl and her aunt registering at uh, high school. She just moved to the area. But the thing is, the girl doesn't talk, like at all. So it's it's got kind of um, opposing chapters. So you you read a chapter about what's currently going on, um, like what people are thinking about her and trying to become her friend, even though she has no interest in speaking to anyone. And there's a mystery. You don't know why she doesn't speak. Is it um, like an actual problem that she has where she physically can't speak? Or is it a choice not to speak? And then you bounce back and forth in time um, to chapters that are explaining the slow progression of why she is the way she is. Um, there's definitely a romance involved. There's some suspense. It is so good. I've read it so many times since it came out, I think in like 2013. It's usually like a twice a year read for me because I know how it's going to end. I know that I'm not gonna give it away, but I know how it's gonna end and I can relax through the story because there are definitely some ups and downs. There's, um, you know, a little drama with the romance where you don't know what's going to actually happen. Um, and then another one that I love to revisit, and it's a short novel, it's also a YA uh, romance, and it is called Coffee House Angel by Suzanne Salfors. Super sweet. Um, absolutely love this story. So highly recommend it. I'm not going to give anything away with that one because it's just so pleasant that you will love it. And then I often revisit Harry Potter. I mean, we know how they end. We know that everything's probably going to be okay. And it's something that I can just kind of shut my brain down and listen to the story or read the story. I have the audiobooks, but I also have um, the print copies. So that's a nice escape for me, especially Prisoner of Azkaban, which I will fight anyone who says that that is not the best Harry Potter book ever written. No, seriously, like I'll fight you if you say it's not. So um, that is my my main one. And then I've discovered over the last year or so, Ellen Hildebrand, um, adult fiction writer. Um, I've only read one of her, her series. It's a trilogy that takes place in the Virgin Islands, which it takes place on St. John, which I have visited. So I know some of the locations that she's talking about. I know how relaxing the scenery is. So those are, it's a series that I can totally escape to. I think it's called Troubles in Paradise is the trilogy name has some drama, but you pass through the, the hard stuff pretty quickly. So those are my favorite go-tos for um, my own personal light and fluffy reading. For my personal recommendations, um, the other book that I am finding a way to slip into every podcast book recommendation list right now, um, The House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Clune. I cannot say enough good things about it. It's got plenty of substance and is well written, um, but it just made me feel so happy reading it that I'd recommend it to anybody who wants a feel good book um, and likes a little bit of magic and fantasy. 
um, an ordinary mid-level employee gets sent on an extraordinary mission and learns about the value in our differences and standing up for yourself and others. It's just delightful. I also highly recommend The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary. Um, two strangers on opposite schedules decide to share an apartment. So one's there during the night and the other during the day and they communicate by leaving each other notes. Obviously romance ensues. Um, Kelly Armstrong, really anything by her is just like candy reading for me. I love them. Um, she's got some series that are really easy to get through, um, especially the Canesville or Rockton series. They're not necessarily light subject matter, but they're quick and they're really addicting. Um, Canesville also has some paranormal romance. Um, the Authenticity Project by Claire Pooley is another really heartwarming recent read. Um, I know a lot of people who have read it and enjoyed it um, about a group of strangers that are brought together by a mysterious notebook. So if you're looking for a standalone, um, that's a really nice heartwarming story too. So I do tend to choose fluffy reads with a little bit of bite or suspense. So definitely keep that in mind. Um, one of my favorites is Pretty Little Liars by Sarah Shepard. I picked up the first one a couple of years ago as a vacationing up north read, and I loved the suspense, the drama, and how easy it was to sink into this book. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, I also really love her Lying Game series for the exact same reason. Um, Tessa Dare is another favorite of mine. One of my really good friends is um, a romance reader. That's one of the things that she looks for the most in books. And she kept recommending this author to me over and over again. And I kept putting it off because I don't tend to like romance, but I love Tessa Da Ray. Um, her books are super light, fluffy, and funny. And they're perfect reads for those times when you just need a break from all of the heavy stuff. And of course, I have to second Harry Potter and the House in the Cerulean Sea. I just finished um, the latter earlier this week, and it was an absolute delight. <laughs> it was so good. All right, so that wraps up our podcast today. Um, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.